Yeah, I'm ready whenever you are. Are you? Yummy. <clears throat> How is our microphone? <laughs> it uh, appears to be recording. Are you ready? Very ready. Okay. Who's saying it this week? You. Are I'm saying it this week. Yeah, you can. Wow. Class is in session. So, right into it. <laughs> I'm Connor Tierney. <laughs> we didn't even introduce ourselves. <laughs> and I'm John Parker. I'm still living my best life with my braces. Back to a semi-ginger haircut. Serving you athleisure. Former Lululemon employee. Realness. Who are you, Connor? You know... <laughs> Every week. Every <laughs> I have something. Yeah. And you're always like, you know. No, I know. I, I do have a lot of. Uh, I've been busy. I have not just been, um, you know. Actually, this is great because we've taken a two-week sabbat again. again. You know, this time is not because of me. It is all my fault, 100%. Why is it your fault, Connor? So, let me see. Two weeks ago, I was doing a show. So, it was at work till like 11 every night mm-hmm. rehearsing I tried to get margaritas with him ladies at least three times every, because the weather was finally nice every day he was like what are you doing I was like I told you I'm at this show and you, you just respond ugh I wanted marks and, I'd be and like, I would just after? every day and then I'd, I'd never get a response back because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bitch I wanted margaritas for happy hour and you wanted to wait until dollar fifty discount. Yes, I did. I did want the dollar fifty discount on Wild um, Tequila. Yeah, so I was doing that, and then I last I, week just happened. That and I also was doing all that. I uh, did some videos for the Epilepsy Foundation of Missouri and Kansas for a big banquet they put on on Throck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. It was fun. Um, uh, 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 oh my god! Wow! Wow! Epilepsy awareness. Why was that a hard word to say? Well, that was embarrassing. I run a podcast. I watched a podcast this week. Oh my god! Wait, what? Pause. Rewind. I listened uh-huh. to a podcast this week. It was very gag worthy. Quick shout out. It was criminal. Episode like one hundred and twenty. I don't know if they need the extra extra track. But can I tell you some tea? I hate it. Okay, so when I'm talking to you, I feel like this is the same way I speak, just like maybe a little bit louder and clearer. It just like turned up a a scotch. But I I feel like this is the same way I talk. Like especially if I were to get on my soapbox when we're just hanging out. You mean what we did literally before this? Right, dinner, yelling (laughs) at each other from. At the dinner table. For topics that are inappropriate to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. So, hot, hot tea. And I listen to the podcast, and I feel like she has a, a podcast voice, and it drives me nuts. It's I wouldn't like I would call it, like, a, I would call a, it an NPR voice. Just no welcome to Delilah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, oh my god. I was, I was over it. I get the allure. It's very fun. It was very fun. Quick little episode. Loved it. And out. Got what I need. Got what I needed. You know? 
Anyway, yeah. Pop culture this week. Quick little update on who we are and where we are. Anything fun? Any fun things happening? Uh, Coachella just ended, didn't it? Yeah, somebody threw a lemon at Ariana Grande. Oh. So lemon, lemonade, lemonade, Beyonce. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> so Homecoming just came out on Netflix. I took a day off of work. I took a full sabbatical. Not really, but it just so happened to coincide. I had a religious experience. I practically burned a seance in my living room floor. I mean, she's I worship. She's art. doing it backstage, so. I'm just like, I was so shook. I, I was just like, finally somebody out here showing what a work ethic is. Can you believe? You mean she her, ate literally air yeah, for she ate four months? Apple. No, she just had apples. <laughs> she saw her eat that apple. She's like, and I'm so hungry. <laughs> you know, inside every day. But she, you know, when the cameras weren't rolling, she had to be yelling at everybody. It's screaming. Scrouting. Going that long without, like, Sunsetter? Yeah. You're having celery sticks and apples for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I would be the world's worst human. You know she has some, like, crazy chef that's, like, cooking her the things that fit in her diet would taste amazing or something. Right, and me just a poor they just gave her that homosexual for that so don't like, know what to do. Like, pretend you only eat apples. And she's like... It's a very devil worst product. Yeah. <laughs> One cube of cheese. That's all she was time. having, except she didn't eat cheese. <sighs> wow. And then she releases a live album. It's like, I haven't heard this music before. I literally was listening to Diva this week, a song that has been out since 2008. Like, I haven't heard... I've heard it for the first time. I was listening to it that much. I hate her. I'm so shook. Yeah. It's been... Anyway, congrats to Ariana, whatever, youngest headliner. Snaps. So... <coughs> Any way... What else happened? We have our first gay, open gay, presidential hopeful... Yeah, right. First, is it the first? One of the first has to be openly out with a partner and brought a male partner onto stage. So I would say our first openly fully out out of all times. Yeah. Not so much topics. I mean, I just don't know about like I hear stuff on. You know, I haven't been able to sit down and like look at his... I just don't think we need to do a politics podcast. But he exists. I am honoring the moment. Yeah, I'm saying I have no knowledge, so I don't have a stance right. yet on him. There's so. like 14 other people running. So I'm going right. to yeah, some time. Like, so many people. Yeah. Okay. We just need microphones in front of their faces soon. I mean, we already know Bernie and Elizabeth, but... Mm. Anyway. So... You want to go first this week? <laughs> Sure. All right. My topic is kind of just another fun throwback. Okay. So my very first topic I talked about on our podcast was like one of the first uh, like social friends of meetings that I saw that was gay. It was like one of the first homosexual homosexual things to like experience. Yeah. For me. Yeah. On that cruise, and then I had a friend who is now also gay. The mother and father, like, they were, they were, like, super cultured. So, shout out to my friend, Tony. Not that I'm outing you because, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? So, that's not, I'm not outing you. I don't really know. know. <laughs> <laughs> it holds no 
We were best friends in high school. We're still pretty good friends, but he lives, like, literally in Boston. So, um, his mom and dad were very cultured. Like, they would eat really cool food. They would cook really cool food. They were, like, doing cool art things. Yeah. Um, they're not together anymore, but anyway, they were super fun. Okay. okay. And so they would show us cool movies. Like, that's when I got to see a lot of, like, the older cinema. They were like, oh, this was a great movie from the 80s or whatever yeah and one of the movies that they had me I remember watching very vividly at their home was called Victor Victoria Mm -hmm. have you heard of the show the movie no (sighs) oh my god a cinematic moment I know about Mm -hmm. I'm having I'm having like a moment right now so Victor Victoria came out in 1983 award season for 1982 yeah. Okay, so it was, like, created... It was, like, out in 1982, then the 1983 Academy Awards. Yeah. Okay. Around the same year as Tootsie. Okay. Okay, so... Um... I'm so shook by this movie. Okay, so the premise of the movie is it's um, an, an adaptation of a 1930s German play or story uh-huh. of a... Um, very famous drag performer who turned out to be a woman masquerading as a man who would be masquerading as a woman. So is it like Hedwig? Have you seen Hedwig? I have not seen Hedwig. It's kind of like Dirty Dorothy. Except if Dorothy was pretending to be a man pretending to be Dorothy. Got you. Do you so see what I'm saying? A woman pretend- like it's a woman drag performer but being but a woman. saying I'm a man. Underneath this dress, like being a man in public, yeah, yeah, yeah. got you. But being a woman on stage, interesting. Yeah. So it's Julie Andrews, mm-hmm. which is like fucking Mary Poppins sound of music. Julie Andrews. Yeah. Her husband Blake Edwards. Um, he died recently, or kind of, and they were married forever and ever. It was him as the director, producer, mm-hmm. and then the other two, like the other three people, were all huge deals. Um, the, one of the other main characters played Harold in The Music Man. Mm-hmm. And then um, Robert Preston. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was in The Music Man. And then James Gardner, he was um, like another leading man at the time, but like not in anything super crazy. Yeah. And Leslie Ann Warren, who was in other fun, like other big cult hits of the 80s. Like she was Miss Scarlet and Clue. Yeah. Okay. okay. So these are all big, big movie stars. And I think Victor Victoria... So as a, a gay I was just so, like, in awe because it was a 1980s movie. The opening scene is a gay sex scene. Like, opening scene, you see a young 20-something getting out of a older gentleman's bed, taking money, and leaving. Like, super... The gold digger situation, and then so like main character owns a cabaret. Prostitution. You said gold digger. I mean potato potato because he like makes an appearance later in the movie, and it seems like it's definitely an arrangement, like a daddy sugar baby kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And Julie Andrews is just like super duper poor. She was like a second chair in an opera. She is singing in this like cabaret audition. Does not get picked. Um, but it's like super duper talented and then 
you know, just like the other guy gets fired from his job and then they like come together and like, oh, we're going to turn you into a drag queen. And that's going to be the gag. You're going to become super famous. And the movie is just really interesting because so Julie Andrews falls in love with this club owner named King Marchand. And um, he is in the mafia and like all this stuff. Yeah. 1930s is what we're pretending it is. And Julie Andrews is still pretending to be a man out in public. Victor, yeah, but is Victoria like on stage, yeah. but also like in real life? Yeah, and King Marchand knows that Victoria is a woman, mm-hmm. but is allowing for this gay relationship in the public eye. Yeah, like going out with Victor to dinner and things. Huh. And so it's interesting because you deal with this mafia boss dealing with his ideas of masculinity. Yeah. And it's these four relatively famous, um, I mean, like, super famous, leading men and women of Hollywood doing this movie in 1982, getting awards for it. Like, it's it's an acclaimed movie. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I get, like, maybe there's other problematic things that are happening with it, like, it's all straight actors performing these gay roles. But it was just so interesting to think about, because everybody... And my, I mean, it's one of those moments where, like, the lead is portraying this gay relationship. Now, mind you, it's actually heterosexual because Julie Andrews is a woman. Yeah. But dealing with those fights of what it is for, like, gay America, gay people, and, mm-hmm. I mean, a supposed 1930, but just, like, that we're seeing that relationship play out on screen. The lead um, man who is gay, yeah. the one, um, his name is Carol, I think. Um, he is gay the whole movie. He's like a broad-shouldered, um, baritone-singing voice, and he's out here, like, kind of playing on the tropes that people assume, because, like, Julie Andrews looking like a man, it's gonna be, like, this very tiny, frail, little, you know, thing, and so it's just interesting to see, like, a full, real-looking American, like, full, not American, that's the wrong word, but, like, a full, you know, like, American male, like, that persona of, like, corn-fed farm boy looking person just out here serving gay life and it's just I was so shocked by it Mm. and I watched it again yesterday in preparation for this and it's still so amazing cultural references for it Glee did one of these songs one of the songs from it um because it's not it's been a Broadway play it's been like adapted La Jazz Hot La Jazz Hot La Jazz Hot yeah yeah and then there's another one um, I don't know the name of it, but when they did Glee, was that one? It was where he was like dressed half as a woman, half as a man, mm-hmm. and like yeah, was doing both sides yeah. of it. Got it. Super cool, and just like iconic. Um, Julie Andrews won a Golden Globe for it, but was nominated, did not win the Oscar, which is what it is. Um, but it won Best Original Screenplay, Best Adaptation, I think, and like another. It won like three Oscars. It was nominated for like seven or eight. That's crazy. I know, especially in the eighties. Yeah. Well, and it's just interesting, too, because, like, 1982, funny year, because Tootsie is about a guy who dresses up in drag. Yeah. And that's who was nominated for Best Actor that year. because, like, it was, like, even in the 80s, the 30s seemed so long ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think they were able to explore that because they didn't set it in the present-day climate of what was going on? Oh, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting that, um... They just, like, didn't... So, like, you know how, like, the critique of at least late 90s, early 1000s cinema of gay 
um, stories was that it was so not authentic or it was like an over caricature of that life um but this one just kind of was like not hiding about it it was like this is what it is this is one of the things of the character but it's not the main thing of that character yeah this character experiences other growth in the story building of that character yeah not just oh gay friend which is kind of what we were talking about earlier like you'll never believe who I ran into oh gay Connor yeah, like, so it's like become this so you're more than just that. Like, you yeah. kind of forget that that exists almost. Yeah. Because, like, the whole movie's dealing with it. His bodyguard in the movie, the Mafia guy's bodyguard, also has a fun little LGBT. Yeah. Don't do any spoilers, but the movie's been out for 30 years, so. Do you ever feel, like, kind of, like, not like an identity crisis, per se, but sometimes, like, a challenge within, like, knowing what you've been the gay experience is currently with like media that you know we haven't had the most accurate representations and there's no like example well I think I think the thing is like we need to have more success of true and authentic gay stories being out there so like for example Love Simon last year though it's not my story was great because it did resonate with a lot of people there are parts yeah but I mean like no and that's like blockbuster Hollywood yeah no movie's gonna be balanced I mean you have Moonlight as well that like has a gay story I'll never know as a white gay man. Levina, not Atlanta. Right. Like, that's an entirely different story. Yeah, well, and then, like, have you seen the new Netflix um, series Special? By Ryan, by Ryan Yeah, I haven't seen it. I've heard about it. Oh, it's phenomenal. Uh, but it's great because then, I mean, he and um, the creator um, and star of that, yeah. that show has gone on interviews and said that it's great that we have... Well, he, he was saying that he created his own lane yeah. because people were telling him to kind of stay in his own lane and there wasn't one for him, so he forged his own path, yeah. which is great because now there are other paths that at least people can start to take, and though it might not be the exact same path, it's close enough that we're similar enough that you can at least find a starting point, whereas like other people have had to do all that groundwork. Yeah. Kind of like full circle back to Beyonce being like the first black woman headliner mm-hmm. of Coachella. That's like shout out to all the other wonderful women who got her to where she's at. So like she's giving props to like those people creating at least the starting for a lane for her to find a forge ground path. Yeah. Because it's like easier and easier once we have those things to build off of. Mm-hmm. So, gag. Fun movie that people need to watch and know about. 1982, Julie Andrews. Victor yeah, Victor. yeah. It's just super interesting. To yeah. Talk about. I mean, also. Like, I don't know, I think I'm trying to figure out how to say it, but it's like, I don't know, a story like that, I think, you know, like, that, well, I have conversations with, like, my parents or, like, other straight people and talk about experiences and there's a complete disconnect sometimes, you know what I mean? Especially in the Midwest, you know? Well, like, especially when those stories aren't shared, so it's, like, hard for people to even have an idea or grasp. Yeah, that I, don't I literally get it. told, no, like, it's almost like, they do, or like that didn't happen. And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I did. You know what I mean? Like, you were kind of there. Like, no, 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 not like that. Oh. I mean, like, I'll be like, oh, this thing happened at this club, or, you know, this friend did this thing. And they're like, no way. It's like, that doesn't happen. That's, like, stuff that happens in movies or something. It's like, no, you've just never talked to, like, gay people before. And, like, you've not experienced or heard these stories. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we don't have a ton of it telling us, like, there are others out there. I mean, we have 
the internet and everything now. But it's great that there are more and more of those kind of stories and experiences being shared and shown. Yeah. And like kind of make cool and appropriate and like mainstream kind of. Yeah. So it's my turn now. Should we do a segue? Sure. I know. Oh my god, what if we do this funny thing? Oh wait, we should do at the end. (laughs) Never mind. I'm gonna keep mine down. Okay. Um, so kind of going off yours being about a not trans woman, but a woman taking on multiple identities of both masculinity and femininity. I'm talking about a trans man named Albert DJ Cashier. What a name. Have you ever heard of him? No. DJ Cashier, let's do it. (laughs) Uh, Born Ginny Irene Hodgers. Um, Albert was a born immigrant who served in the Union Army during the American Civil War. So let's get into it. So we're throwing it it way back. Yeah, we're going back. Well, I think this is, and the reason why I I think this topic is perfect is now that the trans ban in the Army has officially gone into effect... Uh, in the country, um, I oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like to everyone who wants to argue that trans people uh, should not be in the army, well, we've had it all the way back to the, to the first, Civil War. Yeah, the first one. So, um, and now, like to front this forward as a forward, a lot of this is like direct interview source. Okay, of Albert, um, but also he had mild like dementia like his mind was going very quickly so they had to like the reason why these stories are kind of like he it's kind of recently he's kind of resurfaced into the stratosphere because um the estate has kind of done the work to research who he even was yeah okay so um the reason why uh cashier even became like took on a male identity was back then women couldn't work and couldn't own property and being immigrants it was like him his dad and his grandfather and being a little girl she couldn't do anything so her dad at the time when she identified as a female then her dad at the time made her dress up in boys' clothes and lie and say she was a boy and say her name was Albert so that she could go work and make money for the family because they had nothing. They were in the right And so then she uh, kind of realized, uh, then identified as male for 53 years unchallenged and enlisted in the army and was never found out about. So let's get into it. Uh, so basically, the, I'm just so shocked. So the, yeah. the Union Army. So she, she did they not do did they not do like group physicals or something like that it was way back then there wasn't like structure yet you know mm-hmm. what I mean I like, guess yeah that's a very modern thing to do is to do make sure they're healthy whereas everybody was just fighting each other it was like who is able bodied and who can, could carry a gun yeah basically um, but uh, before uh, Albert enlisted in the army he worked on several different farms as a farmhand and basically worked to earn his keep like literally just worked to live and was only given like meals and a place to sleep because like the family wasn't very successful and so he went off on his own to kind of forge his own life um and so finally uh in july 1862 
Um, Cashier joined the army when uh, President Lincoln called for soldiers to enlist in the Union Army to fight in the Civil War. Um, So he was 18 years old and enlisted in the 95th Illinois Infantry and served a three-year term going under the identity of Albert D.J. Cashier. Um, And then further kept... uh, Basically, he kind of bounced around the country and different branches of the army all throughout the war, and it was and it was even captured by the Southern troops. The Confederate army. Yeah, was captured. Still wasn't discovered to be a woman, and escaped and found his, his like group troop. Yeah, found them. Even though he's like, hey guys, I'm back. Yeah, he's like, I survived. By the way, here's what's going on. Because it was a scouting mission. They were, like, finding the layout of the land. And he got caught. Like, you know, like, kind of, like, figuring out what was going on in the area. Isn't that nuts? And so, finally, uh, basically, they had traveled a total of 9,000 miles on foot. And finally stopped on August 17th, 1865. Because all the soldiers were just so worn out, they weren't of any use to the army anymore. Like, we're running so ragged, so low on supplies and everything, that, like, the army was like, okay, you're done. Crazy. And then, um, well... So army's like, get out. Yeah, Go take a break. Because they didn't know Albert was born a woman, she got army pension. Like, got, like, and no women at the time could do that. Because, I mean, she wasn't, he wasn't a woman, but if he had been discovered to be trans, he would lose everything. All his money, he, like, was a very decorated war veteran, would have lost his status as a veteran, everything. And just, like, but left after, was, uh, decommissioned. And then started bouncing around as a farmhand again, um, and, like, payroll exists still with his names on it like that's how that's how anyone found this foot they started following the paper trail like their estate didn't know he was a woman for nine years it took nine years of like paperwork finding and like you know tracing his life to find out he was born a woman this was a, this is like, so I'm crazy to this now yeah so it anyway, was so hard to believe because i was like what 250 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, uh, several of his, like, army friends were interviewed and was like, he liked being alone. He, like, and that's not unusual for people in the war when you're just walking next to strangers. Most people would walk alone and be quiet and not, you know, talk occasionally. And they were friends and everything. But, like, everyone kept to themselves. And for him, it was an entirely different reason than everyone it wasn't social awkwardness it was the fact he was terrified every day to be caught um so anyway after being a farmhand he worked at hardware stores uh for a place to stay um and then um he finally got a small house built for himself and lived there for over 40 years and worked as a church janitor a cemetery worker and a street lamp lighter like, all these manual labor jobs. Uh, I mean, back then, I'm guessing everything was manual labor because you didn't really have anything else. Um, but basically, um, 
got pension payments. Uh, then, basically, he fell ill and got discovered in nineteen uh, in nineteen eleven. No, not before nineteen eleven was discovered by his neighbors because he fell deathly ill and needed their help. And they just like you know they had to change him at one point and discovered he was a woman and kept a secret. Literally didn't tell anyone. And then in nineteen and then in nineteen eleven was hit by a car, a senator's car, was hit by a car, resulting in a broken leg, and was like admitted into the hospital. And the physician found out he was born a woman. And also kept the secret. Just, I mean, at that point, it's like, damn. Well, I think, like, yeah, forever, I, we can't stop it you now. Know, it, it, I think that's interesting. It would be interesting, like, if those people were alive to interview now, to be like, okay, did you ignore it because you didn't care? Or did you ignore it because, you know, it was just too much? It would, probably would have been a ton of work, you know? You'd have to tell the police. The police would have to come. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Crazy. Time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, it was then, um, in May, oh, so after the leg, um, injury, he couldn't work anymore and lived in the hospital, kind of like in a retirement home kind of setting. Um, but then his mind started to go because of the dementia and kind of like this stuff that was going on health wise that they had to commit um, commit him to a mental ward. And the mental ward found out his sex, like his born sex, and um, forced him to dress as a woman. Yeah, wear the female uniform that they had. And also changed his name back to his born name when they found out. And then the government threatened... Uh, threatened to take his wages away and everything like that, did an identity background check, like went through everything, found out he had served, found out he had done everything, and decided since he had like been such a good member of society and a good like member of this country, continued to let him have the money and let him keep his veteran status and everything. And kept his in it in his name. His Albert. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is, um, like, interesting that yeah. like, it got, like, you know, you would have thought, they probably, they, at that time, they probably were killing people in the street, you know what I mean? That right. Way. And it's weird to, like, think that this exception happened. Um, and basically, so, outside of those incidents, no one really knew that he wasn't a born man um, until after his death. Um, after the funeral and everything like that was paid for, his estate was approximately all the money that was left was two hundred and eighty-two dollars, which like I guess I mean if we for having like nothing and being a yeah. like immigrant also like inflation, yeah that too, um, and basically uh, it was deposited into the Illinois Treasury because there was no one to give the money down to. He never married or had children. Um, and actually, on his tombstone, it says his name, Albert DJ Cashier, and then in the 70s, because that one was falling apart, they put a second one, but also inscribed both names, which kind of, like, I don't know. At that point, it, he wanted his name yeah. on the original, keep it the same. Um, 
there's a musical about him that only premiered in uh, Chicago, and apparently the reviews were pretty great. Just didn't really ever move on anywhere. Um, but yeah, so that is Albert DJ Cashier, the first one of the first. Uh, oh, and prop, and it's guessed that there were over two hundred and fifty women disguised as men in the Civil War. Whether or not they were trans or not, that's kind of, like, up in the air. Because also, like, the reason why we are only hearing about this story is, like, people who disguised themselves as men, if they were discovered, they were usually killed or, you know, told to live as a woman and you were treated as property back then. This is one of the few cases where, like, he successfully lived as a man for most of his life and then died. Practically all of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, so this is... Because child labor, they were, like, been eight or five years old. Yeah. they. So oh, it's oh like, I'm sure. I'm sure there's so many more cases like this. Yeah. But um, it's interesting that, like, it also even trickled down all the way to their identity as a person, you know? Yeah. Like, they weren't, you know, taking off the men's clothes at night and being like, oh, I'm finally the woman I am, you know? I think this was an actual... Every, all the diaries, everything they went through, all of it, all point, like, all of it goes through. He said he identified as a... Man. Wow. So, I don't know. I think that's, like, the conversation. I think that's why I wanted to... After I went through all this, I was like, this is very relevant to what we're facing today of, like... So I think we should do a fun synopsis. Like, an overview for our class. Like, our final thoughts. Of this? So, I'll say my final thought. Like, a one-liner for what is so gag-worthy or important. Mm -hmm. And then you do a a one-liner. Okay. Do we need a minute to think? No, I know what I'm going to say. Victor Victoria, Julie Andrews is truly a trailblazing icon. Trans people have always been in the army and always should be. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I have another quick little thing I'm going to say, a quick little comment. Carl Glenn called me. Yeah. After our last podcast. Yeah. I actually didn't. He texted me some really rude shit and I called him. <laughs> and he said that we have to say this at the end of our podcast in order for it to be legitimate because he was judging the fuck out of us the last, like, however many weeks. Are you ready? Class dismissed. He doesn't like the is. Get out of here. This is our Our class is dismissed. <laughs> but we've always said, oh, class is over. This is over. It's over. Bye. See we you always next week. Like some shit. Business. Yeah, we yeah. just like always trail right, off and end. Right, so we'll I'm going to Carl. Shout out to him or what the ever. Ready? You want to say it? I said the opening. Okay. I'm Connor Tierney. And I'm John Parker. And class is dismissed. Fucking <laughs> Carl. <laughs> <laughs>